Hello, and welcome to the Lakes and the Rivers, the only podcast where... Shit, how does the line even go? The only podcast I'm on. <laughs> that wasn't what I was going to say, but yes. That's what I was going to say, because I'm, I'm, this is the only podcast I'm on. That is the truth, until yeah. we get that sweet, sweet collaboration. Hit us up. That's true, until we get all of Weezer on this show. What I was going to say is that we're the only podcast with gears turning that no wrench can attack. Yeah, uh, consideration and pause, they did have time, now it is come and gone. We have no gloves, but we can't get enough. We'll make a fine parade till the public sways our way. And that's our well-known cultural reference there <laughs> at the start of the episode. It's alright, I got another it's- one because... Here, on the first episode of 2020, we're going to take all the bad shit from 2019 and cast it out like demons ritually removed. And we'll make way for the awakening so long overdue. It is 2020. Uh, It's our first episode of 2020. And this is episode 20. So there's a lot of 20s in this. We are seeing clear fucking vision, which is very funny because both of us have glasses. (laughs) yeah (laughs) which like i don't know about you this might just be a me thing mine are dirty all the time i hate it so much. oh no they are and i don't like if i clean them they just get dirty in two days so what's the point right like my mom always yells at me and she's like why don't you clean your glasses and i'm like because they get dirty within like five minutes i work outside Did you ever read Holes? What? Did you ever read Holes, the book? Oh, yeah, I did. It's a great book. You know X-Ray? He's my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, but genuinely, like, X-Ray was a really good character. <laughs> I like all of the characters in that book. Please read Holes. We're a Holes literary really podcast good. Holes now. Holes by Lewis Thacker, great book. Fantastic. And he's an, he's a great author in general, too. If you ever read some of his kids' books, like Sideways Stories for Wayside School, I think they made like a yeah, that's, TV show that's for a that, good too. One. That's a good one. I like those. I like the one where the one kid's sister or the one kid's brother went to hell forever. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was fun and good. My favorite was whenever there was like in like those specific books, I think everyone, every time they reached chapter 19, they was like, there's no 19th floor. Yeah. And then yeah, they and just that, skipped to number 20. And that was hell. That was where the kid went in the like, one of the sequel books. <laughs> I think that was probably my first introduction to like weird horror, like stuff that's that is very fucked up, but it's also, like, pretty funny. <laughs> Mine was Watership Down, so take that okay. for what it's worth. <laughs> I remember having, quote, reading uh, Watership Down, but I don't, I never could remember what it was about after I'd finished the book. <laughs> I watched the movie first. Yeah? I don't know if you've ever seen Watership Down. No, but I've, I've heard tell. Oh, good fuck. It is so violent for no reason. <laughs> that's, that's no reason. Television. I'm going to show like, my you kid think that. It's a, 
you think it's a happy, fun story because it's about rabbits, and then there's like a farmer violently murdering rabbits. Rabbits kill each other for hierarchy purposes. There's a mm-hmm. dog. Like, I, I was read- five. I tried to reread it uh, recently. I still, oh no, I just remembered I've got my history teacher's copy of it from high school and I've had it for two years. <laughs> give it back to him. But yeah, I did try to reread it uh, a couple times, just once. Uh, it's kind of a feel like long, it. it's kind of a long book, kind of kind of dry. <laughs> the I mean, like cool, I said, I watched, I watched the movie, I didn't read the book. <laughs> it's kind of like warrior cats before warrior cats took off yeah i didn't read warrior cats either like everybody makes a big deal about it but i'm just like i do not see it that I one I, I, I remember enjoying warrior cats see i read animorphs as a kid, which was animorphs is good i did read animorphs it was, it was good but it was really bizarre yeah oh yeah <laughs> every now and then like my brother and i both read those religiously I did, but I got like a good chunk of the way through. I understand the basic story and I've got spoilers, so I understand like what happens in the end. But uh, every now and then we'll just start talking about that and we'll be like, hey, remember this one part that was like super fucked up? But like not in a bad way. Animorphs is like super good as far as kids' books go for like being good books that are also for kids. So every time that I say something from Animorphs is fucked up, it's like kind of a compliment. <laughs> I mean, when I when I like started growing up and I started to get like more into different kinds of books and different fictions and stuff, my mom mm-hmm. and I went to the library and she actually picked this book out. Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the first yeah. one, The Lightning Thief. That's yeah. solid first reading of all, great, great series in general. Mm-hmm. But that first one, I probably read it like 50 times in total. It's so good. Like, it's not even the best in the series, but I just couldn't stop reading it. It was that good. Mm-hmm. And also, here's my first hot take of 2020. Uh, I think the Lightning Thief movie wasn't super shitty. I disagree entirely, but you're allowed to have your opinion. There's one good gag in there, and it was when... Uh, it's right before they leave for, I think, uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and Grover says, mm-hmm. home of my least favorite kind of music, and then they cut to them all, like, squished in the car together listening to country music. Alright, one good scene does not a good movie make. <laughs> you could have shown me that scene seven times, and I would have said, that's a, that's a movie. You did it. Good job. As we all know, movies only have seven scenes in total. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all the same. In the scene. case of The Room, the greatest movie ever made, that is true. Mm-hmm. Why so, is The Room? Um, you know what won't confuse me like The Room? A fun game. That's oh, what... hey. Good segue, because I was about to do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> also, this game might confuse you, because... Damn it. For you, the beautiful people out there, and also Dave, because I like to fuck with him. Mm-hmm. We are you loved our games in the past in 2019, such as is this a Ruby ship? Which one is it? And <laughs> is it a Florida man headline? Or is it an RPG plot synopsis? 
So we're back again. Dave, tell them what yeah. we're doing. Well, this is, uh, if I remember correctly, anime opening lyric or power metal lyric. Yes, indeed. So if you don't know um, anything about either of these two genres, first of all, what the fuck are you doing listening to our show? Second of all, <laughs> how can you be a fan of mine and not be listening to anime OPs? Come on. All right, but like genuinely, everybody that I know who watches this is also a fucking weeb. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, either that or they are, or they have a cursory understanding of power metal or both. Or I force them to listen to this. Either one. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> if you don't know anything about either power metal or anime openings, here's a few things about them. They're both really fucking over the top. They're both a little bit silly, mm-hmm. and they're both fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I agree Thus, completely. Because of, these, because of these lyrical similarities, sometimes it's hard to tell which one is which. <laughs> and so... And you I'm put work really, into this, right? <laughs> I put a week's worth of work into this. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you don't know how many, like, anime openings I listen to, just like... Oh, that sounds like power metal. It works. And then I had to like pick some that wouldn't work. And I was like, shit, this is really hard. <laughs> anyway. We, we slave for this podcast. <laughs> so I have uh, eight that we're going to do in total. Great. There is an even number between power metal and anime lyrics. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to read with as little rhythm as possible. It's going to be hard because I can't. Okay. It's hard for me not to sing things, but regardless, uh, I'm just going to read a little passage from whatever song I chose, and I want you to tell me if you think it's an anime opening. You don't have to say which anime it is, so don't worry about that. Or if it's a power metal song, and again, you don't have to tell me the song or the band or anything like that. If you think it's anime, just an anime. If you think it's power metal, just say power metal. I am prepared. You ready? Yes. All right, hit me. For your first one. <clears throat> raise your flag, march on fight. I raise my hand toward my mask, but my bones only clatter. Wars and swords, tears and blood, the surging power makes me laugh. I'm going to say power metal. You are wrong. What? <laughs> That is Cladanoia from the opening from Overlord, which is a great anime. Everybody should watch okay. it. People tell me good things about Overlord. It's primarily me. <laughs> you tell me good things about Overlord. I do, because I love Overlord. But we're not here to talk about how great Overlord is right now. Uh, why is that pasted up there? Google Docs, what the hell are you doing? Anyway, uh, number two. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> bring me to the holy raging power where I'll find my destiny the universe on fire you're my guiding light this is power metal yes it is it is universe on fire by glory hammer okay alright ready for number three I think so alright <clears throat> 
I step from door to door. My mind's misguided. Keep moving on and on forevermore. Was it real what I saw in the mirror? Was it fear when the end got clearer? Now as my time's passing by, what am I waiting for? Who will grant me wings to fly, and will I have another try? All right. If this is anime lyrics, you put a hell of a lot of work into making it rhyme, but I'm thinking it's power metal. This is power metal. This is At the Edge of Time by Blind Guardian. Okay. All right, you ready for the next one? I sure hope so. Seeking lies, I've traveled far with teary eyes, for the time has passed me by. So say goodbye now, it's time for me to move along, even if that means I lose it all. Mm. The rhyme in the beginning makes me want to say power metal again, but I am also like, this could this could be an anime. I'm gonna say anime. You are correct. That is Sora ni Utaibe from Boku no Hero Academia. Oh, nice. Which, for the record, is the best opening to My Hero Academia. Don't at me. <laughs> Alrighty. Next one. Hit me. <clears throat> Born of blood and fire and blessed by midnight's hand, in the core of the pyre, pyre, no sorrow we repent, and we ride by the storm. In the night we're reborn, and we carry our hearts to the dome. Is this Power Wolf? It is Power Wolf. It felt like Power Wolf. It's none of the songs that I had you listen to, though, so I'm impressed. I just, I got that vibe. I was like, I could, I could hear this coming from the Power Wolf album that I listened to and apparently instantly forgot the name of. Blood of the Saints. That's the one. There we go. It's actually from, it's actually the title track to their 2015 album, uh, Blessed and Possessed, which is a great album. And one day I will have you listen to it. Excellent. Good. Next one. I can't get out of my circumstances. I don't know where to go. Do you know that hope is fake in this world and despair is the only truth I got? So slash apart the darkness. I can't retain my limits. Why must I be bleeding? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) This is anime. (laughs) Yep. That is the Blood Sea opening called called, uh, it's either Spiral or Dusts. I don't know which one is which. Look, I watched Blood Sea (laughs) I liked it. I didn't pay that much attention to the opening. I feel that. All right. The next one. Mm-hmm. Every day goes by without a second thought, living in a perfect and controlled project, a puppet of their sick perversion's appetite. Will I be trapped inside this hell until I die? Anime. Yep. That is Fade from Dead Man Wonderland. Okay. It felt like something out of a uh, Fate spinoff that I watched. Fate Extra, Last Encore? Don't recommend it. Mm-hmm. I felt worse for watching it. <laughs> That's how I feel about most Fate-related things, I thought, yeah. I thought that I would like it because I had seen Fate Stay Night and Fate Zero, and both of those are like pretty high up on my list of animes that I like. Fate Stay Night was I, really good, yeah. I didn't like this one. It's it's a Netflix, uh, one of the Netflix spinoffs, so I guess that probably has a lot to do with it. But 
it was really sucky, and I was disappointed. Fair, fair. We got one more. All right. All my life I've been playing with fire. Set me free, that's my only desire. The time has come for me, the time to overcome and do what is right for the world to see, and from the ashes of the dawn I arise. Feels like power metal. You're right. That's Ashes of the Dawn by Dragon Force. Okay. Which is the most power metal of power metal. (laughs) (laughs) I know one Dragon Force song. I bet you can't guess what it is. Is it Through the Fire and Flames? Oh, you got me. (laughs) I see somebody played Guitar Hero 3. (laughs) I have actually never played Guitar Hero 3. If I had, I probably would have been like a fan of some of the bands that I am now much sooner. Well, I know that like Knights of Sidonia was on Guitar Hero 3. Mm. Um, I think one by Metallica was on there, which is how I heard that song for the first time. I don't know what was on which game, but I can definitely name a couple of songs that I like these days that have been on Guitar Hero games. Well, like... The thing with Metallica, like, even my town, which primarily focuses on, like, country music and rap music, which makes me very sad. Uh, <laughs> like, their rock station at least plays Metallica, but it's, like, only the songs from Master of Puppets and sometimes Ride the Lightning. Okay. So, like, oh, and Enter Sandman, of course, but every everything plays Enter Sandman. Because... For whatever reason, we as a people decided that that was going to be the Metallica song that everybody will know. Metallica song. That's the one. Why? That's not. Why not Dyer's Eve? That song What's was fun. Sandman? Someone answer me this. What's the Sandman? You don't know. You can't name what it is. Nobody knows. Uh, hang it's on. I know. Thing. I know. I know. You're, he was, you're uh, an outlier and should not be counted. He was that little uh, golden guy who was in uh, Rise of the Guardians. God damn it. That's not, that's not him. And I, I, don't, I don't know how, how I that know that, but that's not man. him. That is the Sandman. <laughs> that's the guy the song about? That's the yes, one? of course. They just had really good future songs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave, Dave, Dave. The only- they had, while they were looking into the future, they had 2020 vision. <laughs> The only other Sandman I know is the one who is in the Justice Society of America. (laughs) And I know this because um, my local library has a couple of volumes of Justice League of America, like Golden Age shit. Uh, And Sandman was in one of the crossovers, but I don't remember what he looked like or what he did. I was just like, that's it. That's. Yeah. But the truth is that I, like everybody else in this world, does not know who the Sandman is. I know that I want Mr. Sandman to bring me a dream. Yeah. I, wanna, I want Mr. Sandman to make him the cutest all over sea. There we go. Hey, do you know who covered that song? Who covered that song? Fucking Blind Guardian. <laughs> what? Yeah. 
You know what they did for the video? What did they what did they do? They had like the um like you know how the original was sung by like four like a quartet of women who like do the bum 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 yeah. bum type thing. Yeah. They had like those people in the bedroom of this kid. Okay. And then Good when start. the chorus started, the rest of the band hopped out dressed as Pennywise the clown and started like screaming in the kid's face and it was beautiful. Oh. Charming, I'm sure. Blind Guardian are German, which should make this not a surprise. <laughs> I guess. But I don't normally equate Germans with jumping out at people dressed as clowns. Most of the Germans I, I know do not do that. But I equate you know. Germans with not giving a shit and wanting to fuck with people. Hmm. That may be true. We have a German in our server. I don't know why I just said a German like it's a racial slur. We yeah, have a, a German, German person. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to all Germans. Look out. We tackled the Irish a couple episodes ago. Now we're <laughs> Germans. Europe is Soon not safe. We'll Soon we'll get the rest of Europe. <laughs> well, uh, nothing to do with Europe. Uh, except that, Oh, thank that's... God. Please save me. Except the Hella Megator is launching uh, of the Hella Megator. I have another fun round of guess the name of the Alternative Nation article whose lines I am quoting to you. Here we go! <laughs> this isn't like shit tier like some of the other ones I've given you over the last half a year. Um, but you will probably not <laughs> be able to guess this one at any uh, yeah, I'm going to read the line now. This is from an interview between Howard Stern and Billy Joe Armstrong. Billy Joe Armstrong says, Absolutely. I mean, we're friends with those guys, and we've been friends with Weezer. They put out the blue record. And Howard says, Great band, right? It's fantastic. Same with Fallout Boy. All of us kind of come from a similar background, so it's nice. I think there's going to be a lot of just hanging out, going bowling. Now tell me what the title is. Is the title Billy Joe Armstrong's Opinion on Fallout Boy? Oh, sorry. Let me rephrase that. Billy Joe Armstrong's Opinion on a Shitty Band? <laughs> You're like not that far off, but it's oh, no. Howard Stern reveals if Green Day really hate Weezer. What? Which, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Um, there's no indication in this short interview. Uh, that has anything to do with Green Day hating Weezer. They have never had beef, as far as I'm aware. The only beef that they had was Weezer name-dropping them in El Scorcho. Yeah. And even then, that was and not guess, so much guess... of a, like... It wasn't so much a burn on Green Day as much as Rivers saying, I fucking hate that everybody knows about the music industry. <laughs> now, if I was Green Day, the only beef that I would have with Weezer is knock down, drag out. <laughs> Which, <laughs> if you're not uh, familiar with Weezer's discography, you might not know that there's a song in the Green Album called Knock Down Drag Out, which I think both of us at this point agree pretty much sucks. It's bad. It's, it's pretty much a bad song. but It's really bad. I am cursed with uh, a weird amount of knowledge about Rivers Cuomo 
And <laughs> so after Pinkerton flops, right, Rivers starts keeping a notebook. And he might have even been doing this prior to. He probably uh, was doing it prior. Prior to like 1998 or whatever. But in the three years before uh, Weezer came back in 2001, Rivers Cuomo was known to have been keeping a journal of full of like bands that he liked specifically Green Day, Nirvana, and Oasis. And he would... All of these are good bands, by the way. Mm-hmm. And he would write, like, so many notes about these bands and sort of try to emulate their styles. And Knockdown Dragout is supposed to be a, like, a Green Day-style song. And it sounds like shit. <laughs> All right, so here's, here's the full background. Dave one day sent me an, an instant message. I'm going to say instant message because it sounds I am. Um... Yes. Dave sent me a message one day saying roughly along the lines of, I can't believe that Knockdown Dragout exists. And I was like, I don't think I've heard that one. Because like, I <laughs> was a pretty casual Weezer fan for a while. I'd like to think that I still am to regain some of my dignity. However, <laughs> uh... I've lost it all. <laughs> however um he it, it got like let out that it was supposed to be a song in the style of green day and uh between the two of us i think it suffice it to say that i am the bigger green day fan mm-hmm. so i rushed to go and listen to it because goddamn, i love green day <laughs> i listened to it all two minutes of it i turned it off texted dave and i said what the fuck was that <laughs> so so here are the normal here's like what people think of when they think of green day at least 90s green day up to a certain point fast guitars intricate bass lines really good drums and like a really fast vocal delivery sometimes that's unintelligible until you look up the lyrics and read along with them you know punk punk uh knockdown drag out is slow I cannot hear the bass at all. The drumming is basic. And Rivers sucks. Sings like he just Rivers sings like he just drank about a quarter thing of cough medicine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. And like there's other songs from around the same time that I could see being like actually <laughs> a Green Day song. Now, you know, I don't have like solid proof that Rivers like this is the Green Day song, but everything that I hear from the fans is like, yeah, that one's that one. <laughs> so, to me, that's pretty much word of God. <laughs> um, I mean, Rivers is never going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? In twenty years, Pat Wilson might do a fucking interview and have it come out there because that's what happened when we learned that Rivers listened to Gene Simmons, and that's where this all started. <laughs> Yeah. So angry about uh, that. One more thing about Weezer, perhaps to get angry about. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I said I wanted to uh, dunk on this. Um, a, this a couple weeks ago, I think. But there's an article that came across my newsfeed recently called "The Untold Truth of Weezer," and I think that it would be just kind of stuff that I knew about. We kind of wrote Weezer trivia. Um, but there's actually stuff in here that I didn't know about. And I thought, <laughs> I burst out laughing actually reading this part. This is uh, about halfway down the article, I'd say. 
Um, it's <laughs> this section is called Weezer was once offered ten million dollars to break up, and no, I'm not bullshitting you. This is how it, <laughs> this is how it goes, and I'm quoting from Grunge.com. Weezer's ever-shifting musical sensibilities are a point of contention with some fans, and listeners haven't been above making their feelings clear. As Entertainment Weekly tells us, in 2010, a particularly enterprising man named James Burns was so fed up with Rivers Cuomo's group that he offered to pay Weezer a cool $10 million just to break up. And then this is my favorite. Of course, he wasn't about to pony up the money himself. Like so many strange things in the modern world, this was a crowdfunding deal. <laughs> People crowdfunded to get Weezer to break up. Now, it goes on to say that it didn't, you know, it didn't happen. Um, but there's also a quote from Burns here. And I guess I don't want to go from like milking laughs out of this really funny historical situation to uh, dunking on this dude. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I will say this. Um, there's a quote here that goes, uh, every year, Rivers Cuomo swears that he's changed and that their new album is the best thing he's done since Pinkerton. And what happens? Burns asked. Another pile of crap like Beverly Hills or I'm Your Daddy. And then he says, this is an abusive relationship and it needs to stop now. Listen to another fucking band, please. Yeah. 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 If you get <laughs> like, that angry about Weezer, like, find something else to listen to. It ain't that deep. Yeah, no one is tying you up and forcing you to listen to Weezer. As much as it, as much as it might feel like being my friend, I, I promise <laughs> that's not what it's like for anybody. You can just stop listening to Weezer. You can stop listening to literally anything you want. Somebody, mm -hmm. nobody is tying you down, forcing you to listen to something. Like I yeah, got, and like we, I get super angry. Like, sorry, go ahead. Like, we dunk on a lot of bands, uh, too. So, you know, I'm not saying don't complain, but I guess your reason for offering Weezer $10 million should not be, I don't like their music. It should it should probably just be, it would be pretty funny if Weezer broke up for $10 million. <laughs> but, like... Because that is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I want to draw a distinction between just dunking on bands for fun and doing it because you're bitter i guess if like if you're bitter about a band being sucky i guess all i can say is stop listening to that band i am bitter that ajr is still making music because they're not making That's music true. they're making garbage maybe we should offer them 10 million dollars to break up they already have 10 million dollars they're fine <laughs> Also, we don't have $10 million. I checked my bank account today, and I have $2. Well, no, that's, that's why we crowdfund, buddy. <laughs> if we crowdfund, I'm taking half that $10 million, you're taking half that $10 million, and we're going and living comfortably for the rest of our lives. <laughs> crowdfunding campaign. Spoilers! Give us $10 million <laughs> to break up and live comfortably. We will break up the lakes and the rivers only for we'll $10 million. Dollars. Only and 10 we'll million. Have a, but we'll have a comeback tour. <laughs> By my silence shows. permanently for $8,000 a month, I will I stop. I will stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we've had some fun. I'm going to make everybody very sad. Um, okay. 
Go for it. In in uh, related music news, um, first of all, uh, I'm going to get the sad stuff out of the way, and then I'm going to shitpost for a bit because I think it's funny. Excellent. Um, getting the serious stuff out of the way, uh, those of you who have been longtime listeners may know that I talk a lot about the band Lorna Shore, deathcore band mm-hmm. from uh, very good, very mm-hmm. influential to me as a music fan. Things just came out about lead singer CJ McCreary. Um, mm. He has, there have been multiple allegations of sexual misconduct and apparently racism. Hmm. The racism is brand new to me, but um, Lorna Shore, the rest of the band, kicked out CJ and they are on the look for a new vocalist. They canceled their tour for their upcoming album, Immortal, which really sucks because they put on a really good show. Mm -hmm. But they have also made the decision to release the album in its entirety with the former vocalists, um, like vocals on the album. Right. Which, depending on how you feel about this, can be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, I think I think it's tough, for sure. I want to continue to support this band. I I love this band. I started listening to them in 2018. I listened to their full, both of their full length albums, uh, Psalms and uh, Flesh Coffin, and I just fell in love almost immediately. And I think that they made the right move in kicking CJ out, regardless of like any sort of quote-unquote proof that came up because if it first of all it's a smart business decision where you don't want to be associated with that even if it's not true and i'm putting quotes around not true because believe people when they say shit like this most of the time they're not lying yeah absolutely um like it's gonna be hard for me because i didn't after things came out about Tim Lambasis from uh, As I Lay Dying and the fact that he attempted to kill his wife, like I never listened to As I Lay Dying after that because I just associated it with wife murder. And like, I don't know how to yeah. feel. Yeah. It's complicated and weird and gross. And... It really sucks. And I... God, Lorna Shore has, like, the worst fucking luck when it comes to vocalists. Defense against the dark their, position. Right. Their original vocalist, uh, Tom Barber, he left the band to go sing for Chelsea Grin, which was a bigger band, and the drummer went on Twitter and basically called him a loser. Literal words, he is a giant loser. <laughs> and now this, like... Right, right. Why can't they just get one and stick with them? At this point, the drummer should probably sing. <laughs> no problem. I mean, it's happened before. Maybe. But maybe also, like. Pat should play the lead guitar, and I should play the drums. I don't think that's how the song goes. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but on to more comedic news. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So Dave knows about this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got a Twitter notification the other day uh, from it. It said 
Casey Crescenzo, the lead singer of the Deer Hunter, tweeted for the first time in a while. And I was yeah. like, oh, sweet. Is it a new, like, is it something new about the Deer Hunter or is it about the tour that's coming up? What's going on? So I clicked on it and the tweet reads as such. <laughs> Has anyone seen my keys anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> this was the first thing that he tweeted in 2020. <laughs> I'm somewhat convinced that he's fucking with people. Oh, he's 100% fucking with people because yeah. don't ask Twitter <laughs> where your keys are. But also like I'm really gullible, so I would have read that and been like, "Oh yeah, he's just looking for his keys." Cool. But somebody replied to it saying no keys, but want to tweet out a top five films of 2019? You know, genuinely asking the man what he thought of some of the movies that came out this year. Yeah. So Casey replied, said, sure. Jaws 2, Bioshock, two words. G3, <laughs> The Gap, The Impossible Whopper. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> As far as I know, four out of five of these are actual movies. What? Unfortunately, Did they make Jaws a movie 2, out of the Impossible Whopper. Unfortunately, Jaws Two does in fact exist. That makes sense to me. I really wish it didn't. <laughs> we like we like bands with batshit twitters on this show. We. Really like bands with bad shit Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with that, yeah. um, I do believe it is. Uh, actually, Dave, how was your holiday season? I'd say my holiday season was good. Um, yeah, I slept in a lot. <laughs> I tried to not sleep as late as I always end up doing, but I ended up waking up at like noon, one o'clock uh, for most of the, for most of my holiday, but that was fine. Um, went to see my grandfather up in Indiana with the family. Um, oh, I took care of, all right, well, I was, I helped to take care of like three dogs. There were three dogs in my house. Oh, so many dogs. At one point. Yeah, there's my dog, there was my sister from out of town's dog, and then there was a dog that they had gotten, my sister and her husband, for my brother-in-law's family. Um, and that dog was named Lucy, and she was, I think, less than a year old. She was very cute, and she liked me a lot, and also she tried to eat my beard. <laughs> So that was, yeah, I mean, I'd say I had a pretty good holiday. I see dogs. I think it's a good holiday. Hey, that's um, fair. Yeah. I think, like, the only other highlight was I went on a shopping trip, and that was fun. <laughs> I like uh, shopping for myself, just, like, getting in my car and driving. Although it was snowing, so that was a little troubling, but I was safe. And I picked up just a T-square for drawing, uh, some liquid whiteout, uh, a new clasp for my choker, which I 
almost broke tonight again. So I almost broke that class twice. Jesus, awesome. Dave. Good job, me. Um, I I am bad at learning how to use classes. Understand? Apparently. <laughs> uh, and then I couldn't find the fourth item on my list, so I just got a booster pack from Magic the Gathering. Fair. And that made me happy. It was a nice Christmas present to myself. How was your holiday? It was... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was, yeah. I went to my mom's boyfriend's house on Christmas. Uh, two days before that, my mom gave me all of her Christmas presents. Uh, sorry, Santa's Christmas presents. Um, of course. <clears throat> I got a lot of socks, which I needed, so I'm not complaining. Um, I got a Slipknot t-shirt. It's for the most recent album, We Are Not Your Kind, which is good. I like most of the masks this incarnation. I say most because Corey's looks really bad. Uh, <laughs> unfortunate. <sighs> it's very unfortunate. But I also got one solitary video game. I got Octopath yeah. Traveler for the Switch, which is amazing. <laughs> I love it. There you go. It's so good. Um, what else happened? Uh... New Year's was a thing. It definitely happened. Um, yeah. This is the new year, and I don't feel any different. Um, <laughs> my best friend got me four battle mats for D&D. Huh. Like, they came in this long tube, and I opened it up, and I was like, what fresh hell is this? Um <laughs> Oh, God, she got me something else, but I can't remember what the other thing is right now. But she also bought me a Divinity 2, so I'm going to be playing that sometime. Rad. <laughs> Look, I am a very busy man. I don't ever have time to do things. No, I respect it. <laughs> I have a weird amount of video games that I haven't gotten around to. I keep buying fighting games that I don't end up playing. That's why you just, like, buy one, play that forever, get really good at it, and then never have anyone to play play it with you with. Yeah. God damn it, cat! <laughs> get away from the ramen bowl! Shoutouts to Monarch. Friend of the show, Monarch, is presumably She's playing a brat. the ramen bowl. She's a brat! You have food. You are fine. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Monarch. <laughs> Thanks for eating my old ramen, Monarch. <laughs> it's not even the ramen. Uh, it's just the bowl that I ate ramen with filled with water. <laughs> anyway, cool. what have you been listening to in the past like week that we haven't been together? Yeah, uh, it's been more than a week, but I'm aware. <laughs> Don't break the illusion. <laughs> I did. Uh, after our top 10 episode, I did go back and listen to a couple of just one, just one. It seems I list. I gave another listen to uh, St. Elsewhere by Noral Sparkly. Great album. Uh, and I am once again in love with it. So good. Um, besides that, there's the, I had a couple of songs from this album saved for a little while, but I never got back around to listening to it again. Uh, it is 
How Right in the Kisser by Hail the Sun, which is their first uh, effort as far as I... Yes, you told me about their them, first yeah. album. Yeah, short eight-song uh, LP. Got some good stuff on there that I like, uh, but I just hadn't gotten around to the whole thing at that point. Um, and then uh, Half Measures by the Prize Fighter Inferno. I don't know how to feel about the Prize Fighter Inferno. Uh, I think I like them. I'm pretty sure that I like them a lot. <laughs> uh, it's weird. I keep trying they- to put them like... I keep trying to group the Prize Fighter Inferno, Inferno, the Deer Hunter, and the and uh, Pete Davis together, which sonically they do not <laughs> go together, but no. they all give me like a similar energy. I mean that's fair, yeah. And then besides that, uh, the only thing that I guess two things, um, one album and one regular song as you say, in the business. Uh, I listened to an album called Yours As Fast As Mine by The Main Drag, which is a band that I hadn't heard of, I don't think, but they might have been mentioned a couple times, like, in reference to other emo bands that I should be listening to. Uh, But I wasn't super sold on it at first, but I kept listening to it, and... It's like if the rentals were good, <laughs> <laughs> which is to say, so there's, there's a lot of um, good emo uh, mannerisms on this album that remind me of Death Cab, but also there's, you know, a violin, uh, which Death Cab doesn't usually do. It's more of the rentals thing, I would say. Um, they, had, they had a strings player, at least for Return of the Rentals that I know of. Um, they're a little more electronic. So I guess I'd compare them. I guess, yeah, probably a better comparison is the Postal Service, uh, which is Ben Gibbard's other uh, band that put out one album. Uh, it's called Give Up. I recommend it. I recommend both Give Up by the Postal Service and Yours as Fast as Mine by the Main Drag. Um, and then the single that I mentioned. Uh, do we like Bayside? Do we know I Bayside? I listen to Bayside. Okay. Can I, I give an opinion? That, <laughs> I think there might be something by Bayside that I know, and I think it's a cover of. I, I think Josh Cater from Smoking Popes did a cover of Megan hmm. with uh, Bayside. Yes, uh, it's right here on their acoustic album from 2006. But I was listening to the song uh, "Already Gone," I believe it's called. It's a single. Oh from man, the, yeah, that's my favorite gone. Kelly Clarkson song. <laughs> Uh, it's a single from their 2010 album, I think. Um, and I just, I heard it because Spotify now prepares for you a playlist called Your Daily Drive, which I don't commute, but <laughs> it's fun uh, because they put songs that you like and songs that you might like, and also the news. And I like all three of those things, more or less. Uh, I mean, in as much as anybody could like the news, I guess. <laughs> But I like I like getting the news, I guess, and this makes it convenient for me uh, to get the news and listen to things that I like. So that one came up, and I was like, "Hey, this kind of fucks. I want to listen to it again." <laughs> and then I did, and it was still good. So I had a good time with that. That is what I've been listening to in the last <clears throat> week. Why did you say it like that? <laughs> 
I'm not really sure. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I've kind of been all over the place in terms of what I've been listening to. Um, so I'll just talk about the more recent ones. I decided to give Prekel by Ghost another chance. Okay. Um, I still really only like three songs. And apparently they're the singles, and I'm bad for liking the singles. Wrong. The three songs that I definitively enjoy... You're supposed to like the singles. What is that? I I don't know. Look, rock fans are stupid. Um, (laughs) The three songs that definitively I like off of Prakel and probably just from Ghost in general are Pro Memoria especially. That is my favorite Ghost song. Okay. Uh, Faith, which is apparently a new single, it sounds it's very Alice Coopery, which I I like. I like Alice Cooper, and okay. uh, Dave's theme song, Rats. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually really good. It's the only Ghost song that I have saved. <laughs> I think everybody likes that song, though. Um, beyond that, I uh, took a listen to an old classic uh, in the technical death metal field, uh, Planetary Duality by The Faceless, back when The Faceless were good. Uh, <laughs> it's a very... Easy. It's uh, probably the first like alien core record that I ever listened to. Um, everything is that really, is really fast. I want to know about. You, I haven't shown you alien core yet? Oh my god! Okay. That we sounds gotta like my thing. <laughs> So, uh, Planetary Duality specifically is about the Illuminati. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let me just uh, find some of the song titles real quick here. Planetary Duality. Bring me your Planetary Duality. (laughs) Uh, We have, I'm just going to say all nine of the titles. Prisonborn, Ancient Covenant, Shapeshifters, Great. Coldly calculated design. Xenochrist. I like to call it. Oh, that's a good one. I can get behind that. Sons of Belial. Great. Legion of the Serpent. Uh huh. Planetary Duality One: A Hideous Revelation, and Planetary Duality Two: A Prophecy's Fruition. Great. I always so like. sorry you good i clicked on the album on google play and google play says that this is progressive slash art rock okay i will send you a song later this is the weirdest art rock i've ever heard (laughs) this is what i will say art rock is like people started using it before like i guess progressive started getting gas so they're like sort of tied up historically but I'm going to take your word for it that it's weird art rock. Like I said, I'll send you a link after we're done here, but like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> two of the other it's albums... Alien just... Core. <laughs> <laughs> two of the other albums I've been listening to, I'll just touch on them briefly. The Gorillaz self-titled album. Fantastic, yeah. like, chill-out music. Um, I'm a big fan of trip-hop in general. The Gorillaz was kind of a gateway for that. Uh, Tomorrow Comes Today is one of my favorite songs of all time, even if it is incredibly depressing. Um, Don't do drugs, kids. Um, Mm -hmm. 
But uh, no, I'm other still than like that... a baby gorillas fan. I only mm-hmm. know Demon Days, uh, and like a little bit of Plastic Beach. I know Saturn's bars because the video. <laughs> what is that video? Oh, the video. <laughs> um, um, but I do know that I, uh, in light of recent uh, world affairs, I really want to listen to November Has Come Again. Yeah, yeah. Um, if. You're a baby Gorillaz fan, so I would recommend listening to the first Gorillaz album, if for no other okay. reason than to see how far they've come. Oh, that's right. I've heard the now now too, but you know, uh, Plastic Beach is probably if I had to rank them, it's definitely somewhere on there. <laughs> now I've heard some really good things about humans. So what's that like? I hate humans. <laughs> I do know that everybody hates humans. Look, when you take out my favorite member of the band, like, almost entirely, I get a little upset and I don't enjoy the music as much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I Which, by the way, yes. Back in. By the way, yes, 2D is my favorite member of the band. Don't at me. I mean, you're valid. I, people whose favorite members is Murdoch are not as valid. <laughs> anyway... Uh, the last one I'm going to talk about is uh, LD50 by Mudvayne. Mudvayne okay, was yeah. my high school band. Like, when I was in high school, these are the guys I listened to a lot. Um, LD50 was their first uh, record label debut. Their first debut. God damn it. Um, you understand my point? I do. Uh, they are so violent. <laughs> <laughs> Like, when I was a kid, I it just kind of, like, passed through my teenage brain as, like, oh, this is just, you know, generic violence words. And now that I'm older, I went and listened back to Dig, and I was like, what the fuck? Violence words. <laughs> violence words. Let me just say the last four lines of Dig, because I have them memorized. Okay. <clears throat> I look forward to it. Wish you were committing suicide. Sucking on a motherfucking tailpipe, dead man walking on a tightrope, limbless in the middle of a channel, bombs away. Could be nice. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> There's no way to interpret that as nice. No. <laughs> it's not that nice. But, like, on the musical side of things, Chad Gray is a fantastic metal vocalist. Um the rhythm section in this band in particular is on fucking point. I love like that. they did not, they did not have to write like this super complex shit that they wrote. And yes, some of this is very complex and it's not all just violence and swearing. No, they could have just written the standard four, four that every other new metal band was doing, but they didn't. And I fucking respect them for it. And then they went to shit in like 2005, but that's beside the point. Feels like a lot of people did. This 2005 was not the best year except for the Mars Volta and Coheed and Cambria, and I guess 2006 was good for the Deer Hunter. Moving on with the Prog, subject. Okay, prog bands were having a good year. That I can agree on. But with that, I, th- I think it's time. Yeah. It's our 20th episode. Uh, Cam and I have been talking about this for a while. Uh, what album are we are we talking about today? So, because this is a special occasion, it's the 
it's an episode that ends in zero. We were going to do this for the 10th episode, but then that ended up being the same as Halloween and Harley Poe took president. And mm-hmm. um, we are going to be looking. Those of you who are also big fans of the show may have noticed we did not once talk about uh, Soupy in this episode. That's because oh, we, we didn't mention him once. That's because we're talking about him now because we listened to The Greatest Generation by The Wonder Years. Yeah, uh, we're both, I would say, big Wonder Years fans, uh, but say we so. haven't, we have not yet listened to The Greatest Generation. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know what the fuck your problem was or my problem was, really, because, like, I'm just every, kind of, every, go ahead. I'm, yeah, I'm just, like, a lot slower about listening to bands than I used to be, I guess. Like, see, like, when I was, like, l- mid-teenager, you know, I could tear through a band's discography. I guess if it was Weezer. <laughs> Maybe it's just because they're not <laughs> Weezer anymore. I don't know. Um, but, like, I'd heard... Uh, you got me started on Sister Cities, and then I listened to Suburbia, I've Given You All and Now and Nothing. And then you also then got me listening to No Closer to Heaven. And then when they announced that they were doing Burst and Decay too, I listened to that. But I've been maybe a little slow to hit their uh, wider discography. To be fair, they only have like seven albums. So you've gotten the majority of them. Mm -hmm. And from what I have heard, their first two albums aren't spectacular. Um, I've heard middling things about the upsides, yeah. But like... For me, every time I went on Tumblr and looked up this band, because that's what I do. I just like look up bands that I like on Tumblr and see if anybody's posted some cool lyric signs or anything. A yeah, lot of people are fan communities. It, it's the only good thing about Tumblr, if we're being honest. Um, <laughs> a lot of people made lyric signs off of one song from this album in particular. And I don't know if it's just because I'm a fucking contrarian, but seeing that, I was like, I don't want to listen to it. I kind of feel that. Also, like, a lot of it for me also has to do with the fact that I started this band with No Closer to Heaven, mm-hmm. which is, in my opinion, and this opinion has not swayed spoilers, is their best album that they've written. I am very partial to Suburbia. Um, mostly because think- Stoopy and I are from the same state, so I'm like very susceptible to lyrics about my home state (laughs) and i'm very depressed and have spent a lot of time in hospitals so no Uh closer to heaven spoke to me in that manner (laughs) (laughs) but we're not here to talk about no closer to heaven or suburbia i've given you all that's right and make no mistake we did i think we did both really enjoy this uh oh i definitely enjoyed it there has not been a Wonder Years album. album I've listened to that I did not enjoy. Mm-hmm. But I think we should be... Maybe when we get to the, the upsides, we'll hate it. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to the upsides. Um, so why don't we push all other preconceived notions about the Wonder Years to the side? And uh, Dave, I, I have something to tell you. I'm sorry I don't laugh at the right times. <laughs> you know what? I forgive you. This time, just this time. You know what? You're just trying to read, but I'm always standing in your light. Yeah, I'm just trying to sleep, but you always wake me up to apologize. I'm sorry, uh... I don't laugh at the right time. 
some some fun uh, lyrics uh, from the first song. They're there, uh, which I I came into this thinking that it was going to be like a like an intro song, the way that Cardinals is. Uh, sorry, the way yeah. that Brother's Hand is on No Closer to Heaven. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's its own song, <laughs> and for some reason it took me a while to get that. <laughs> but I do. It kind of like. Really- it kind of feels like it should just mend into the next song perfectly, though. Yeah, um, but I think this did end up uh, as its own song on. It did. Uh, it did. Burst and decay. Yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> it is a song that stands on its own two feet. I think once I got used to that, um, I'm not sure why it took me a while to get over that notion, um, but it is. It's really good. Uh, this is a song about sort of feeling. Uh, awkward feeling like you just aren't able to get it the way that other people are. Um, I took the song to be like a song about feeling insecure in a relationship that you shouldn't feel insecure in. That's also, yeah, I think that's also a good way to read it. Like, I listened to the first line of, you're just trying to read, but I'm always standing in your light. Like, reading is a very normal, relaxing, like, if I'm reading somewhere, it's because I feel relaxed in my space. Mm-hmm. So, the way I perceived it was uh, Soupy and this other person in the relationship. It could be a romantic relationship. It could be a friend relationship. Who can say? I took it to mean that uh, Soupy Dan Campbell felt like he was always making people uncomfortable because he was uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's a very relatable feeling. Yeah. I mean, and while I did enjoy this song, it's kind of weird on a musical sense for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, it's still hard for me to feel like this isn't an intro song, but also like, it's kind of sparse, I guess. Uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot to it. Like, Yeah, there's three verses, but the chorus is one or two sentences, depending on where you are in the song. Um, like, Soupy tries his hardest. God bless him for trying his hardest in every song that he does. Um, stellar. But, like, this is, not, this is not a song where Soupy needs to scream. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I never thought that I would ever say that about a Wonder Years song, but, like... He doesn't need to scream in this one. And honestly, I think it might have made a nice change of pace because, um, and maybe you don't feel this way, but this song is, or this album is, there's not a lot of like slower songs. Actually, I don't know if I could name a like slower, softer song on this album. I think There There is the only one. Yeah. I think that is Madeline. Yeah. Yeah. Madeline is somewhat that we'll we'll get Um, to madeline we'll get to madeline yeah i think it it could have made a nice change of pace if this was one of the quieter ones um i think you could have switched out the acoustic version from burst and decay with this and i would have been like yeah that's that's just the way the album's supposed to be isn't it yeah that's the song i don't know um i would say that it's sort of also overshadowed by the next song uh, which is passing cigarette smoke. <laughs> uh, as far as I'm aware, this is one of their more popular songs. 
Um, this is the one that I saw everybody talking about on Tumblr. Yeah. And it's one particular passage, which we will get to. It's really good. We both we both agree. This is really good. Uh, so I'd say it probably deserves the uh, fame that it has among fans. Um, this is probably, lyrically, my favorite song on this album. Mm-hmm. Primarily because of the shit that I'm going through right now but also because it's just very well-crafted, like almost every other Wonder Wonder Years lyrics. Yeah, yeah. That is something, we haven't mentioned that yet, but that is something that uh, people talk about with regards to the Wonder Years. Uh, Dan Campbell's lyrics are different, I would say, from a lot of other uh, emo or pop-punk bands uh, that either came up around the same time or that, maybe people are reminded of when they hear the wonder years um you know the wonder years lyrics they a a lot of them are about relationships but they're not traditional you know breakup or romance songs uh there's a lot of like serious stuff about um what it means to relate to another person and there's also stuff about mental health about addictions about uh about depression yeah and i think that what makes me like the wonder years so much uh in a different way that i love a lot of the other bands that i consider some of my favorites is that i think dan is able to talk about a lot of this stuff in a really mature way um you know i don't want to like characterize the stuff that i listen to as immature necessarily but (laughs) dan's kind of on another level there there are like one of the things that I like about Dan's lyricism is that he relates a lot of uh, things in his life to either things in the past, uh, songs <laughs> that the Wonder Years has has created. That'll come up again later. Don't worry. Yeah. As well as um, Dan Campbell writes a lot about travel. On both of his projects, he mentions like various different places out in different states, different countries, different continents, places that, like, when I listen to The Wonder Years, I feel like I'm there. And that's very difficult to do. Um, But there are a handful of lyrics in this song, which, did we say the title that it was passing through a screen door? Oh, I think we maybe didn't. I I don't think we did. Anyway, passing through a screen door. um, There are a couple lyrics that uh, in particular I happen to enjoy and relate to. Let me just pull it up on Ye Olde Genius. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, what's interesting is that I, I do have genius up already. Um, the mm-hmm. sort of sin- that's on the that's on this track. Uh, does say that it's the first full-length track on this album, so I'm <laughs> that leaves me more what confused the about the status of "There There." <laughs> I am confused as to what manner of song it's meant to be. Um, so the lyrics that I like, this first one in particular, spoke to me because of things that I went through during Thanksgiving this past mm-hmm. holiday season says, I'm conjuring ghosts on a 40-hour ride home, and they keep asking me what I'm doing with my life. 
while my cousins go to bed with their wives, I feel like I'm, I'm feeling like I've fallen behind. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to compare where you're at with where people specifically in your family are at. And it's not something that I mean to do, but it is something that I do. Yeah. And then, and then there's the part that everybody on Tumblr made gifts about, made lyric signs about, made all sorts <laughs> of shit about, and I saw it like endlessly. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm 26. All the people I graduated with all have kids, all have wives, all have people who care if they come home at night. Well, Jesus Christ, did I fuck up? Yeah. First of all, mood. Second of all, (laughs) (laughs) that is very powerful. Yeah, it is. And I like I know a lot of people who are feeling this way. Uh, I, yeah, it well, yeah, but it's not just you, right? Like I know, no, yeah, not. <laughs> this isn't me like dismissing you or anything, but like no, I know what you mean. I know, I know what you a mean. lot of people who are feeling this way. Unfortunately, I do too. It's not a fun time for anybody. Mm-mm. But much like the well-known musical High School Musical once said. We're all in this together. <laughs> but subsequently, we could die like this. We could we could die all in it together. Inside of it. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, but I want to die in the suburbs. I, I'd like I don't to want to live in the suburbs. suburbs. The suburbs are terrible. Hmm. <laughs> Although I did have a pretty sheltered childhood. Um, yeah. I, I like the suburbs. <laughs> um, there. Yeah, We Could Die Like This is the third track on this album. Uh, the chorus is, uh, the last line of the chorus is, if I die, I want to die in the suburbs. Um, it's sort of a, yeah, there's a there's an annotation here, uh, an interview with Dan Campbell uh, saying it was, an attempt to capture Philadelphia's blue-collar, hard-working, like, caustic culture. Um, this is specifically this is a you thing. I don't know anything about about uh, Pennsylvania. I uh, don't live in Philadelphia, although it is the closest of Pennsylvania's major cities that I listen to. So I know, you know, people from Philly. Uh, I suppose this is probably um, a suburbs kind of track which i can i can't speak to that at least um yeah i mean (laughs) i i i think i feel this um yeah it's a it is a track sort of uh talking about um philly life (laughs) i feel weird like as a as a teenage white kid who's never been to philly more than like a day at a time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> talking about Philly life <laughs> um but yeah I mean this is another song that I uh I listen to and I'm like yeah I feel like Soupy's definitely lived in Pennsylvania <laughs> um they they are a local band uh local to me I guess <laughs> um local quote unquote from, I think Reading or are they just from Philly I think they're from Philly no, they're not no, they're I not say. specifically from Philly 
I know it said it's somewhere in here. From parts around Pennsylvania. Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Okay. I haven't heard of Lansdale, but I haven't heard of many cities. I'm really bad at geography. <laughs> um, so we got the the Pennsylvania talk with uh, we could die like this, <laughs> and now we go into talk. now so we go into the hospital talk where we talk about Philadelphia. <laughs> you ever wake up one morning and think today I will talk about Philadelphia? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, today I will talk about Philadelphia to anyone <laughs> who will listen. Um, this fourth track is very sad. Dismantling Summer, yeah, it is the it is the hospital track. Uh, this is the beginning of Dan Campbell's hospital writings. Yeah, and it's really fucking good. <laughs> this is one of my favorites, I think. I I very much enjoyed this song. Yeah, um, this one was written about uh, Snoopy's grandfather, who. Uh, had a triple bypass heart surgery. He did live, uh, but, you know, this is about Soupy's experiences, having to sort of drop everything and be there for his grandfather, you know. Um, Which is, um, yeah, relatable. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was... Like, having a loved one in the hospital is super terrifying and a lot yeah. of strong emotions. Uh, with that one the chorus in this one is probably one of the most pertinent fucking choruses I've ever heard mm -hmm. goes I've been acting like I'm strong but the truth is I've been losing ground to a hospital too crowded a summer winding down I hadn't seen a heartbreak until now I hadn't felt a heartbreak until now yeah because which kind of thing, like, god Stop writing my heart. <laughs> He's really good at writing your heart. I keep those emotions down for a reason. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> if I keep talking, uh, you know what? You got to talk about the last one. I'm talking about dismantling summer. Do the it, fact baby. that like every single word in this song is so pertinent and so real. Like the line about filling prescriptions and having them stare at you like an army at attention. That is my grandfather's life right now. It sucks, but God, is it real? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the idea of like <sighs> putting off your life just to see if somebody can make it through the rest of theirs. I don't want it to be real, but it is. And I can only imagine what it's like for people who have their fathers or their mothers in the hospital or God forbid, even their fucking children. Mm -hmm. Like this is how I feel with just my grandpa being in and out of the hospital all the time. I can't imagine what it's like for somebody to have to live there. Yeah. But if I'm in an airport and you're in a hospital bed, well, then what kind of man does that make me? It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So anyway, here's the bastards, the vultures, the wolves. <laughs> I did. I texted you about this one and I said, this one sounds like a Reliant K song. And 
that got me thinking I'm probably going to give you a Reliant K album next week. <laughs> uh, I promise you'll like it, despite what you may have heard. Um, Great. But, uh, I love Christian Emo. <laughs> I laugh, but that is that is what they are. <laughs> I mean, Switchfoot is a thing. That's I like true. them. Switchfoot is Switchfoot is half decent. Yeah. Um, I have I have some some respect for Switchfoot. I am actually kind of not notorious, but like <laughs> uh, other people at the geographic location where I am uh, hear that I don't enjoy much like praise and worship music, uh, and they are very surprised by that. <laughs> Which I think is weird because I think praise and worship music sucks. Uh, <laughs> I think it's I have... funny that I think it's funny that you are a Christian man, mm-hmm. but also you listen to Suburbia. I've given you all every all, and now I'm nothing. Considering yeah. the song, I won't sing the Lord's Prayer. Right, that and also the Deer Hunter, and like a couple of other. The Deer things Hunter doesn't like religion. <laughs> Say You're it kidding. ain't so. <laughs> I will not go. No way. Why That's did you go for that one? I'm not really sure, you know. <laughs> Weezer was right there. <laughs> Talk about uh, the bastards and the vultures and the wolves. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a very fast song, uh, which is mostly what reminded me of uh, Reliant K. It, I felt like I was hearing. Uh, what is it called? I think it's called fucking no. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, it's a song off Reliant K's I think second album, um, which is two, uh, three lefts don't make it right, which is a fantastic album name, my favorite uh, album name of theirs, and I'm going to find the song right now. Right now fuck is it that one no it's not is it oh no what if what yeah uh sorry mistake it's on mm-hmm, which is i think their third fourth it's somewhat a there. great name for an album <laughs> the track is called the only thing worse than beating a dead horse is betting on one which sounds like a fallout boy uh title and i guess it was around that be. yeah it was around that same <laughs> time period uh, that we were trying to make our song titles really long for some reason. Um, but like, this is a very fast, chaotic song, uh, which reminded me of that. Um, oh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> the chorus is, uh, I'm waking up to gospel radio, <laughs> which <laughs> is funny to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, this is sort of an uh, song. Oh fuck! This is the one with the sick outro that I love. Okay, awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a song about you know feeling like an angry teenager again. Um, there's a really great part at the end that I love. Um, the, there's a bridge, uh, and it segues into the outro with "The devil's got a rifle on my front porch with me in his sights." He knows I came looking for a fight. And that part's so fucking good. <laughs> By the way, this song references yes. uh, an old uh, Wonder Years song. 
He says, yeah, I came out swinging. Which, if you yeah. don't know, Came Out Swinging is one of the best songs off of Suburbia I've given you ever. I've given yeah. you all. It's probably my favorite one to use. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I do. I do really appreciate the reference. I like this song a lot as a whole. Uh, stellar song, maybe my favorite. We'll see. <laughs> For the record, I definitely enjoyed the song, but there's only so many ways that you can say, "Yeah, I like this. It was good," without it sounding yeah. repetitive and boring. Yeah. <laughs> so the devil in my bloodstream is a yeah. song. It's it is right. a song. Um it's yeah. not like it's not the best Wonder Years song I've ever heard. But it's not I bad. Had I thought, but like looking at the lyrics and having listened to it a couple times, I'm surprised that this wasn't true. I thought it was gonna be a song about alcoholism. You would think that, because like with the title? Yeah, that's like so there's another so, song. That's an alcoholism there's another song. I also thought was about alcoholism that was not, but yeah, kind of. We'll weird. get to that. Um, it's not a it's not a bad song. Um, it's sort it's sort of referencing the main uh, motif on this album, which is uh, there's sort of a greatest generation was uh, World War II generation, right? That's that's what that whole thing is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mix it up with World War One because that's the Great War. Right. <laughs> so it doesn't exactly make things easy. You would think that the people who fought in the Great War would be the greatest generation. Uh, but it turns out no. war in general is not good. So, you know. <laughs> who could have thought? Um, <laughs> I never would have predicted only that. Other thing, the only other thing about this song that I'll say, because I, I kind of like autopilot through the song every time I listen to it because I like the next one so much. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people say that um, in the song Cardinals on the next album, No Closer to Heaven, it's referencing this song when it says, I know the devil you've been fighting with. And I don't think I agree with that. It's nice to think. I, I agree with you. I think that's a bit of a stretch. But I think... It, I also think that on some level, Soupy might have known. So I think it's, I mean, I think it's maybe possible for both to be true, and I like that. <laughs> I mean, like I said, if people want to think that, fine, whatever. But, like, mm -hmm. when I hear Cardinals, I don't think about, like, past Wonder Years song. I think about Cardinals in a bubble because yeah. Cardinals is such a powerful fucking song. And the line of, I know the devil you've been fighting with, in the context of that song, definitely makes me think, oh, this is very much about addiction and depression and dealing with mm -hmm. a hard fucking life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because spoilers, that's all that No Closer to Heaven is. And also one love song that was kind of put in at the end. Regardless. <laughs> yeah, like the, the reference that came out swing and the bastards, the vultures, the wolves is like very oblique. It's, it's right. That there. was intentional. 100%. Yeah. So like, you know, this one is probably a stretch. Um, I do. I actually like this one a lot. Um, I like the line in the chorus. Uh, they played the war drum out of time, so I'm not sure where I've been marching. And I really like the, I guess it's the third verse. It says it's the third verse, but I always felt like it was the bridge. Um, I guess it's not now that I think about it. But uh, Soupy says, I bet I'd be a fucking coward. I bet I'd never have the guts for war. And like, I feel that. <laughs> That's a <laughs> that good one. That's a good line. I do like that. Me. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
let's talk about teenage parents. I really like this song. Oh yeah, this is the yeah. I do I do like this one. So this is a song about it it's about Snoopy's parents. Which is nice. I love that. It's nice to listen to music about somebody's parents and not have it be complete vitriol. I've listened to yeah. a lot of new metal in my time. Um <laughs> But no, I mean, teenage people There's a lot of shitty parents. Yeah, don't I know it. Um Teenage Parents is a song about uh, Soupy's upbringing. In particular, uh, he talks about how his parents didn't have a whole lot of money, but they did. They had a lot of love and they had a lot of things that helped uh, Soupy become the man that he is. Mm -hmm. And I like the line in the chorus uh, when you're young and you're poor. They hang on your failures, and you always said it would get better. Yeah. And, like, I'm young. I'm poor. I I feel this. People hang on my failures a lot. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I'd say the chorus in general is, like, really, really good. I like the melody of this chorus. It's, there's a lot of power behind it. And, yeah, I mean, this song makes me feel good. Although it's I, just nice. I will say, <laughs> I was brought up middle class, so I don't, I don't want to speak to like, haha. Yes, I know what it is like to be poor. <laughs> I mean, I was never like this poor, but we had a couple of years where we were a bit on the mm. rocky side of things. That I'll say, bad. yeah. Um, but I also good. like the bridge. I yeah. like the bridge where he says, my mother wore a sundress on the day that she got married. They held the wedding in a backyard near the city. I was just one then. I'd never remember it, but I heard the voices, the implications, telling me who I could never be. Mm -hmm. And you know, I heard this and I was like, oh no, there's going to be a lyric about how his mother died or something. But there wasn't, (laughs) and I was really happy about that. Like, it's not altogether a, a super happy bridge, although it does lead into the chorus, which then like sort of counters the last couple of sentences. Um, but I, I guess I was happy that it did not turn out to be a sad Wonder Years song. I was happy there was no parent death. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm very susceptible to family death uh, in like media. Family death and pet death are two things that <laughs> get me misty eyed. With that, let's talk about Chaser. Yeah. I wasn't sure what I expected from this song. Um, You know what I expected from this song? What did you expect? Fucking alcohol! (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what a Chaser is? I know what Chaser means only in certain contexts, not the one you're talking about. All right, so a Chaser is like, usually it involves tequila. Uh, It's something that you drink after you drink tequila so that you don't immediately vomit. That's shot. That's what shot chaser is. Yes. Okay. I gotcha. It's why like rum and Coke is so popular. Usually the Coke or in my old case, Pepsi works as a chaser because nine times out of 10, you're not going to vomit if you drink a soda unless it's been a long day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, The song is not about alcohol. 
<laughs> yeah, just using chaser to mean like someone who goes after someone else. Um, yeah. It's, this uh, is a breakup song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do like the chorus, though. Um, the chorus is good. I, I like I'm a it. chaser, but I found stronger winds. If you believe her, there's no going home again. Uh, I'm not going home. I got suckered in. I like the line in the first verse of uh, when you clear out all the smoke, they found me on your neighbor's lawn, rambling on dizzy and upset and freezing cold. Yeah. Cause like when you go through a breakup, it, stuff like that, even emotionally happens. Yeah. But I like, mean... I don't know when it comes to the wonder years, breakup songs, the only one that I ever like find myself coming back to is woke up older. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with the bridge in that song and how they, that's the one and only time that they ever use blast beats. (laughs) We both love woke up older. It's too good. I think I was lukewarm on woke up older at first, but then I listened to it again and I was like, no, yeah, this fucking slaps. It's great. That was woke up older. I think, I don't know if I had heard it prior to you showing me Sister Cities, but it was definitely the first one that I'd heard off of Suburbia. And it was a while before I listened to the rest of Suburbia. So that was, if not my first exposure to The Wonder Years, my first exposure to that that album. And it uh, hooked me right away. So I was like, this this rocks. I love this. I've never been in a breakup before either. <laughs> I've been in several breakups and... Uh... Yeah, that one hits. Uh, It'd be like that. (laughs) All right. So are we going to talk about an American religion now? Let's do it. What does the FSF stand for? Do we know? Fuck school forever. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, genius. Uh, (laughs) What's funny is this one is also not a song, not... I guess I shouldn't say also, but this is not a song about uh, like organized religion. This is a, this it's is a metaphor song. Well, and I, I, you could have told me that it was a religion song, and I would have been like, yeah, that that makes sense. That's like totally the kind of thing that Supi would write. Uh, it's about, I guess, school. I assume. <laughs> uh, looking at it's the lyrics, of, I yeah, I wouldn't say it's about school. I think patriotism, maybe. I don't even see patriotism. I see this is a song where Soupy is pissed off about being misconstrued and for people only wanting him to say the wrong thing at the wrong time Hmm. so that he can be treated like garbage. I get it. Yeah. I can see that. Which is why, like, the line, they're all paying for bullets to shoot at my feet. Does that make you happy? Right, and like Truman will always be remembered for dropping the bomb. I'll always be remembered for my fuck-ups, but I'm still living in Richie's basement. Still sitting at the coffee shop with Ken. We still talk about nothing. I still feel the same person I've been. Shout-outs to Ken and Richie, whoever you are. I think it's just a song about, like, (coughs) not caring about what people are going to say about the things you've done wrong. 
which is very hard to do. Um, yeah, I feel that. Because, like, but I think, uh, go ahead. When, <clears throat> when you haven't done anything wrong, and you know, people sort of look at you and treat you as though you have. It's hard for I don't know if it's just a me thing, but like sometimes I'll be like, wait, you know, did I actually do that? Was I at fault? I mentioned earlier in the in this episode that I'm I think I'm pretty gullible. It's really easy for me to feel like I've like something that wasn't my fault was actually my fault, you know? So I get that. I mean, I feel you. Growing up in um multiple different situations where I was told that something was my fault, even if I did absolutely nothing. Um, <clears throat> like it warps your mind in a way mm-hmm. that you're just like, Oh, well, I guess I can't do anything right. So it's all my fault in the first place. Hmm. And that sucks. Like that's not a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's like a long process you have to go through with yourself. Realizing Psychology. the things that weren't actually <clears throat> your fault and and accepting that. Um, yeah. Growing up is hard. Yeah, it is. So why don't we go do a rain dance in traffic? Okay. Let's do a rain dance in traffic. Editor's note, uh, the Lakes and the Rivers does not support doing a rain dance in traffic in any way, shape, or form. This is true. We don't endorse that. It's a song about sort of losing your fight. Uh, You know, doing a rain dance in traffic is sort of a euphemism for, you know, means the same thing as playing in traffic. I consider this song to be like the first buddings of um, a song for Patsy Cline off of No Closer to Heaven. Yeah, I can see that. Because lyrically, they're very similar. Yeah. Sort of. But Patsy Cline like... is a lot more a lot more to the point. Yeah. They're both sort of about feeling like whatever fight you had in you, it's just gone and it has been for a while and feeling like, yeah. For example, uh, I used to have such steady hands, but now I can't keep them from shaking. Mm-hmm. Like, not only are they shaking and you could control them, you just, you can't stop them anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is a very, unfortunately, relatable feeling. Mm. But good news, uh, Tegan and Sarah break down the meaning of don't believe the things they tell you, they lie. Uh, <laughs> see that exact same ad. <laughs> I, I don't think Genius has changed much of their ads for like for years because they're no. still like Eminem talking about Stan <laughs> and Fallout Boy you know, is still apparently breaking down thanks to the memories a song that came out in 2006 but what about the lyrical legacy of DJ DMD's 25 letters mm, good point or Hobo Johnson I don't know Hobo Johnson <laughs> I don't know him, but his name is amazing. It's a pretty good name. <laughs> anyway, Madeline. Madeline. <laughs> Madeline is good. I liked it. Um, I like the lyrics. 
It reminded me of Smoking Popes. Um, That's fair. Yeah, it's... I Honestly, it's not, like, that similar to Smoking Popes. Maybe it's just Soupy's voice that's different, but, like, I don't know. Uh, in some way, this reminded me kind of of the Smoking Popes song, Megan, um, which is actually not that similar <laughs> in terms of lyrical content. Uh, they're both sad, I guess. They're both sad songs <laughs> that have a girl name in the title. <laughs> that's my insightful See, like, commentary here <clears throat> any song that talks about uh, a sort of addiction and kind of a steering away from that I'm going to like it mm-hmm. and I did enjoy the song like I said for the lyrics but I don't think I like Soupy's vocal performance in this song okay like it's it's a little, I would say rough, a scratchy, rough, here. Like, don't get me wrong, it's not a bad song by any means. Yeah. I like it a lot, but I that it's like when Shine Down covered Simple Plan for me. Okay, like tone the vocals down just a titch, and I will like it so much more than I already do. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's that's fair. He sings this song very loud. Um, and, like, it doesn't super need to be a loud song. It's kind of like there, there you was. Know, look, we like loud soupy. In my opinion, it's one of the best soupies that there is. Yeah. But you don't but always need loud soupy. And he can do quiet soupy. Like, I know that you don't share this opinion, but No Closer to Heaven, the song, is one of my favorites. Uh, I've actually come around to it lately. Okay. Yeah. And like, or um, what's the... I was going... What's the I was going to song offer... on Sister Cities? <laughs> it, uh, it must get lonely. Like, like, the first half of it must get lonely. Or yeah. uh, I, Flowers Where You I would also. I would also raise uh, Grapefruit off of the uh, Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties album. Okay. Um, that song, lead, lead paint and salt and sea. No, no, what the fuck is that song called? You got this. Lead Come paint on. and salt air. That's what it's called. Um, okay. As well as like the beginning of you in January, like yeah. that was a very nice, very quiet. Like it was nice, and you don't always need loud soupy. Yeah. Yeah. And the beginning of a song for Pat Klein, one of my favorite goddamn songs ever written, also had yeah. the quiet soupy. Yeah, song for Pat Klein is super good, especially at the beginning. So good. Mwah. Makes me cry. We're moving on to cul-de-sac. <laughs> Here's cul-de-sac. This is another one that I think this one was another one that reminded me of Reliant K. Yeah, that's funny. With the with the I'm letting go chorus, I super liked the chorus. Um, chorus is good. <laughs> this is I actually my home is at a cul-de-sac. <laughs> uh, although I can't say that I, uh, this is not one that I particularly relate to. Well, eh, I've had toxic friends, um, but. This was, I'm just trying to say, this was not my cul-de-sac experience. I didn't really, uh, I wasn't super friends with the other kids in my cul-de-sac because most of them were either older or younger than me. Uh, 
but I also had a uh, triplet uh, brother and sister, so that was chill. <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't really need to talk to the neighbor kids. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. All this right. Is... So, um, confession. Okay. When I first heard this song, I misunderstood one of the lyrics. Okay. Uh, in the first verse, he says, "I've been confessing my transgressions over tape hiss." <laughs> I thought, no. I thought, I thought, he said, I've been confessing my transgressions over JPEGs, and I oh. thought he was sending memes to people as a way to cope. <laughs> I thought you were going to make a piss joke. No, 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 I'm not that disgusting. Hey, now, we've all made piss. Who among us has not made a piss joke? I was watching a video earlier today where um, it was a Pokemon randomizer and the okay. girl playing was like, I'm going to delete water sport because it's bad. And also you should not participate in water sports. <laughs> Someone in her chat was like, don't kink shame me. And she read it out loud and went, don't kink shame you. Don't kink shame me. I'm going to kink shame you because it's a mistake. <laughs> and that has been my guiding light for the past few weeks. <laughs> I have okay. I don't kink shame. I, or at least I try very hard not to. But I will say that I haven't heard that many great experiences with water sports. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine why. Anyway, back thing, to the Wonder Years. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a one phrase in this that I really like. Uh, it's in verse two. It's just it's car crash rhetoric. Uh, for some reason, mm-hmm. I really like that. Uh, it's followed up by "We fucked up everything we came in contact with." I just I thought that line was particularly good I, another good example i feel it super um, good words i can't i can't confirm this um but i think this song might be about the same person who the entirety of uh no closer to heaven is about i think that you are right which is much sadder in context i also i agree with this <laughs> Because, like, this song is sort of about, um, if not cutting them out, like, sort of moving away from them, but then, like, no closer to heaven, you go back, and, like, the whole album's about that person then. And that hurts my heart. Yeah. Also, this line really hurts hard. Really hits hard, I should say. If you walked me home... But you won't. You're all alone on some bullshit pill bottle vision quest. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to No Closer to Heaven, that line hurts. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, Wonder Years songs that have to do with watching people get broken because of addictions to mostly drugs. Sometimes other things. Um, don't do drugs, kids. I mean, you can do like recreational drugs, but don't don't do hard drugs. Don't don't do drugs, kids. Let's talk about. I just want to sell out my funeral, which, as a standalone title, fucking amazing. Yeah. As as a song, I would say it's. Awesome. I. This is probably my second favorite song off this album. Yeah, 
if you have listened to No Closer to Heaven, uh, this this one definitely reminded me of No Closer to Heaven, the song. Because um, there's a couple of, I, I would say that this one doesn't more than that one, but there's a lot of... Well, yeah, this is a much longer song than that one. Yeah, lyrical and musical references to other songs on the album. We love that here. <laughs> I am a big fan of callbacks. Mm-hmm. But this is a song about, yeah, like, sort of feeling like you're close to death or, you know, similar to, uh, similar to a rain dance in traffic, feeling like you've given up the fight and being like, there's that, you know, intrusive thought that's like, it'd be cool if a bunch of people came to my funeral. (laughs) Kind of like the chorus is. I just want to sell out my funeral. I just want to be enough for everyone. Uh, I really like the very first line in the song where he says, clear the apartment. I plan on collapsing and I could have sworn I heard a car door slam. Mm -hmm. Like it tells me two things. Number one, he plans to do this to die essentially. Number two, He's aware that people are there and that they care. Yeah, and he doesn't want them to see it. Exactly. Yeah. It's a really, really good song. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. And then... <laughs> and then <laughs> he starts throwing in some other like references to other points in this album. Um, uh, the first tells, one is a rain dance in traffic. Yeah, uh, Genius actually tells me that uh, verse two has the part where it's the same melody as the pre-chorus and the bastards of vultures of wolves. I didn't catch that one. Um, I didn't catch it either. <laughs> I don't think I caught anything until um, until I'm sorry I don't laugh at the right times. But yeah, I didn't uh, catch anything until I used to have such steady hands, but now I can't keep them from shaking. <laughs> Yeah, um, so it does. It goes through, uh, I think, most of the songs. Maybe all of them? No, most of them. Uh, I think it's all of them. There's 12 other songs on this album, and I only see, like, six or seven. <laughs> but you yeah, might be right. It's mostly the other ones. It's mostly it's the other ones. It's most of them. Yeah, uh, it goes through uh, Rain Dance and Traffic. They're there, passing through your screen door, dismantling Summer. Oh, there's actually like three in one here. So maybe mm-hmm. there's the devil in my bloodstream, cul-de-sacs and chaser, teenage parents and the devil in my bloodstream. Um, yeah. Most of them. Uh, we both like this a lot. <laughs> we are both fans of bands that do it. Uh, the Deer Hunter. Kohi does it not as frequently as the Deer Hunter. Ailstorm but- does it. The Proto Men do it a little bit. Yeah. When I started to catch on to the ones that the Proto Men did, I, f- I felt like a genius. <laughs> right? Like, nobody nobody has made a video about that, so both you and I were like, ah, we're good at this. <laughs> uh, I think Reliant K actually does it in the album that I want to give to you next week. Uh, I oh. could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they do. So you might enjoy that. Uh, Here we go. Uh, before we talk about next week, though, yeah. uh, final thoughts? On the Greatest Generation by the Wonder Years. Saved it all to my library. Uh, 
I will probably continue to enjoy this one uh, through the years. Um, favorite song was probably probably the Bastards of Vultures the Wolves. Fair. Um, yeah. Was yours? My favorite was Passing Through a Screen Door. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, undoubtedly. I've listened to this song a lot. Um, and while overall I don't like this album as much as Suburbia or especially not No Closer to Heaven, but like <laughs> that's a perfect album. You can't beat that. It's hard, um, to, it's hard to do it, yeah. It's really hard to beat No Closer to Heaven. Holy shit. Um, if you haven't, go listen to No Closer to Heaven. <laughs> Yeah, it is one of the best like 50 minutes you'll ever listen to. Also, if you feel like you've got sort of their style down, go listen to Sister Cities because that's kind of a break from what they what they had been doing, too. And that's they They basically flip the switch on that one. Yeah. And also listen to Burst and Decay Volume 2, which is coming out soon. Uh, Comes out on uh, February 14th, a.k.a. Valentine's Day. Listen to that if you're. If you're sad and single like I am, <laughs> listen to that and then go watch the Sonic movie. I'm watching it with my brother. I'm so excited. <laughs> I think I'm watching it with three of my other single friends. But one oh, of them yeah. might not be single by then. Oh, man. Oh, well, it'll be a fun surprise. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, overall, I did enjoy this one, but not nearly as much as the other ones that I've listened to. Yeah. I feel like I there's a lot of hype. Another- yeah, I consider another solid Wonder Years album. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> go ahead, plug your Twitters. All right. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at, at space underscore ace underscore rat. Uh, I draw some stuff sometimes. Uh, I took a picture of myself this afternoon. Uh, I post about sometimes politics sometimes i post about myself and like my the stuff that i am (laughs) how about you where can they find you and what do you post about uh you can find me on at weezer lyric bot (laughs) (laughs) i post random weezer lyrics from random intervals so you know if you're a big fan of weezer lyrics for some fucking reason go ahead and follow me Okay, there are some good Weezer lyrics, and one of them is from QB Blitz, and that is also one of the only good songs on Pacific Daydream. <laughs> I mean, that being said, how cool is that? So I went to your room and read your diary. Read your diary! I love El Scorcho so much. It's so good. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.